With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios where the Seahawks close with a great defensive play. I know, I know. (laughs) A great defensive play and a defensive stand. Carlos Dunlap sacks Kyler Murray on 4th and 10. And the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28-21, to the first play a Seahawks defender has made all season long. That's the first tackle made (laughs) by a Seahawks player since week three, Mike Harmon. It was was amazing, right? From pillar to post, you actually had plays by the Seattle defense. This was a, a, as Jay Glazer said, you got an injured secondary. It didn't matter. Guys stepping up, Dunlap on the rush, pinching off the edges and saying, all right, Kyler Murray, you want to stand tall in the pocket? Go ahead and try to beat us. Uh, just shock and awe of what we just witnessed here on Thursday Night Football. 
I'll tell you, it, we thought we would get more of, a, of an offensive fireworks uh, from these teams. We still got a good game. We still got a close game. And sure. clearly, the, look, the, the story of the game is coming. You say, okay, it's Kyler Murray and the excitement, and we're going to get more Hail Mary madness. And, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins has been the talk of football all week long. Here are the Seahawks with problems, but Russell Wilson trying to get his MVP candidacy back on track. All of these things. And the story of the game turns out to be the Seahawks defense. One of the worst defenses to this point in the history of the NFL. This is not hyperbole. They are on track and keeping pace with some of the worst defenses in the history yes. of the league. They cannot stop anybody throwing the football. They cannot stop anybody. They can, they're, they're doing a better job stopping the run, but any team can throw on them, right? We've talked about this. Every single team. You look at what the, the passing yards uh, are for uh, are for guys. I mean, it's it's insane. Guys are throwing for three, 400 yards a week on the Seattle Seahawks. They are historically bad in the pass department. And tonight, they do it pretty well. Or they do it well enough. Now, it wasn't a great night. I'm not saying you know, this wasn't a 38-7 game. And this wasn't Kyler Murray being held to 100 yards passing. And Arizona had 10 yards rushing. Uh, Arizona still, uh, Kyler Murray goes for 257, a couple of touchdowns. They don't run the ball really well. But then again, that's not what the Cardinals do. Uh, but they keep Kyler Murray from getting outside and doing damage like he likes to do. And they only run for about 60 yards. All right. This is not suddenly that the Seattle defense was great. Right. The suddenly Seattle defense. Look. Look at this. They turn into a great unit. Jamal Adams made a couple, made one big play near the line of scrimmage. He also looked completely out of sorts on some plays defensively. But what did it for the Seahawks? It's what we told you about a month ago. All right. No one is riding to the rescue for the Seahawks defense. Right. It's, it's, it's not something they're waiting for somebody. They, can they continue to get a little bit better and scheme it up a bit? Sure. You see teams scheme up when, all right, this is really not working. We need to just do whatever we can and put Band-Aids over things because, you know, we're past the trade deadline. We're past guys getting back, back getting back, getting healthy. We're just not a good team defensively. The number one thing, and I, I, we said it, Mike, we said it for a long time, which is you're going to hear this on, on, on shows tomorrow, so congratulations early, even though we've, we've been talking about it for a month. The biggest thing that's going to help the Seahawks is when they can run the football again, when they can be a team that can control the clock a little bit more than they do, and they can run the football because that's going to keep the defense off the field. They're not going to have to rely on them to make stop after stop after stop because the Seattle offense has really been what can Russell Wilson find? And with all the injured Seahawks running backs, it's been difficult, right? We thought they'd solve their problem after last year. Oh, their guys got hurt. They were they were just streaming towards the Super Bowl. And then their running backs got hurt and it was, what are you going to do? Well, now we're going we're gonna to solve that. We got our guys coming back. They're going to be fresh. Penny's going to be in. Chris Carson's going to be good. We're signing Carlos Hyde. We are not going to be caught without running back. What's happened? Penny hasn't made it back. Chris Carson's hurt every week. And now finally, you got a healthy Carlos Hyde again. And he was the difference tonight. He runs for 80 yards and a touchdown. And Seattle runs for 165 yards overall. This is what helped their defense and what helped them win the game. All right? That's exactly what it was. You had, a, you had Carlos Hyde rushing for 79 yards. And outside of Russell Wilson, it's been a long time since you saw somebody get to 79 yards in one game for the Seahawks. When they were winning and winning big early in the season, it was still Carson was running for 80 yards. That's it. They don't have to have guys running for 150, but you need to be able to have that rushing attack, and they didn't have it. Now they finally got it for the first time in the past month or so, and now it is working again. And instead of being, and, and now in, in, in their run where they, they're 2-5 they're in, the, in the past, uh, or 2-4 
more in the past few weeks. Now that they get their running game going again, this is where they got the W's going because there's no there's no secret to this. Okay, the, when Chris Carson got hurt, Russell Wilson was their leading rusher against Minnesota and Arizona. Right? They split those games. Sure. All right. You had uh, Larry Dallas, uh, leading My rusher guy. for the team. Your yeah. guy from Three's Company. You had uh, DJ Dallas running for 41 and 31 yards, and Wilson was the high rusher again against the Rams with 60. Those were two losses and one win. Now you got Carlos Hyde back. 79 yards rushing, and it's a big win for, for them, and they're able to play pretty well on defense and keep the score down. I mean, that's going to be their formula. If they can run the football, I feel great about them because you might pick them to go to the Super Bowl before know, the season buddy. started. I mean, not many people know that, but I picked them to go to, to play the, the Steelers, who are undefeated, oh, by the way, because I picked the Steelers, too. want to make sure people know that. And uh, so now I feel better that maybe that this is something as long as their running game gets healthy, I feel confident in them. But, I mean, really, this, this, is, this has been the Seahawks' team that I that I hope to see and not just a team that shows up every week where, hey, we, we, can, we can win 48-47, we can lose 48-47. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, the, the addition of Dunlap, uh, as we, we talked about, whether reputation and fit, scheme, culture, right? You change teams. Winning, winning helps to put some of the ills away, right? Good work, uh, a good day at work helps make the night a little easier, right? Maybe you're frustrated about some things. You find a win, a, a nice meal, you know, a nice pint of ice cream, maybe, whatever it is, and it, and it makes things a bit better. For Carlos Dunlap, maybe it's just, hey, change of venue. Different guys, mm-hmm. different cats, lime green uniforms, my second game in, all of those things. It's a beautiful thought. But, yes, getting some health at the running back position, huge, absolutely huge for Seattle. We've seen it in the past where they ran two, three running backs, and it works. And, obviously, we had the Marshawn Lynch era, but otherwise they've run effectively with multiple players. Go back to what the Patriots and Eagles and many others have done towards championship runs. It's not not one guy. It's the veritable Swiss Army knife of things. Arizona, right now, would you believe this? Coming into tonight's game, Jason, they were averaging nearly 170 rushing yards per game between what Kyler Murray was able to give in the, mm-hmm. the backfield of love and hate, the Drake, depending on the week, but also Chase Edmonds getting after it some. You saw him catch the wide-open touchdown pass tonight, and Seattle was able to shut that down, right, and do a good job against that Arizona offensive line and, and really take away a lot of what they wanted to do. So this was a game that if you're a Seattle fan or if you picked them to go to the Super Bowl – you're at the edge of your chair going, all right, here we go. Six games spread to the playoff. This is a team I can get behind. This is a team that I think could make some noise and separate within the division so long as the receivers play healthy and stay healthy. And, and we got to also look at that offense tonight because there were points left on the table too. So, you know, they win by a touchdown. They cover the number and – make those folks happy, their backers, but also there's still room to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's, and even have a better, more well-rounded effort. So just the beginning. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't say your guy, Jamal Adams, also had one of the big plays of the night. So you want to see if you can get unblocked by at Prez. 
Oh no, he's not going to unblock me. He, he he doesn't he doesn't like the fact that I criticized him by by you know just describing the kind of player he is. I'll make plays at the line of scrimmage, but he gets lost in pass defense, and he's going to complain, and things are going to get bad at some point because you know he likes to hide behind the whole I'm emotion. I'm just an emotional player, and that should excuse his behavior. Trust me. Trust me, it's going to happen. It's already started to happen with him yelling at Pete Carroll yeah. on the sideline because in pass defense, he's not nearly the guy they thought he was going to be. I'm telling you, he's a guy that makes great plays at the line of scrimmage in the backfield. Where did he make his big play tonight, Mike Harmon? At the line of scrimmage, right? Line of scrimmage. Not, doesn't, doesn't make plays in pass defense. You know what, but though? The, the, a big play is a big play. And sure. just because it puts egg on your face. <laughs> I mean, because I'm going to tweet them right now. Hey, Prez, Jason Smith says, nice play. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to block you, too. It's going to say, you oh, Prez, I, you can't you Look, can't I'm blocked tweets. by several people that I have no idea why I've been blocked by them. <laughs> and that's fine. You uh, like me. Well, you hate wait, me. As long who, as you're who, not who, indifferent at Swollen Dome, I don't really care. Give me one person who's blocked you that you don't know why they blocked you. I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. No, give me one person. Just give me one person. Well, no, it's not. It's it's more media people. So oh, media people. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you meant athletes. Air. No, no, not. Not, not athletes. Look, I'm not oh. even blocked by the Carr family yet, even though I've said some <laughs> terrible things disparaging the careers and efforts of oh, okay. both David and Derek during my media career. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's weird media beef that doesn't make much sense. Oh, okay. Mm, media beef. <laughs> Mike, what did uh, I say? I didn't say anything against you, but, you know, maybe I said something against a team or executive uh, that you're tight with. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. John Schneider is really upset at Mike Harmon, except yes. I kept tweeting at the guy, and he kept sending me back pictures of the General Lee, and I don't know what, what then I realized, whoa, whoa. oh, it's not John Schneider or the Seahawks. I'm tweeting at John Schneider from Dukes of Hazard. Oh, I ruined it. But, hey, can you introduce me to Tom Wopat? I always thought he was the cool one. I liked Luke Duke. Uh the one thing to take away from this now, right? Another reason why I feel good about the Seahawks, right? I, I feel him. I feel better. About, I almost feel like um, after the Seahawks win tonight, I feel like I, I do like, like a lot of people do after they buy a new car, right? You buy a new car and you feel really good because you like the car. You knew you had to get a new one and, and you just feel good about it. You want to feel good about your purchase. You don't want to go buy a car and go, oh, why did I buy this? I hate this car and I'm driving it now for the next you know, however many years. Like, I'm, I'm driving this car for the next five or six years. I can't stand that. Uh, why did I do this? I got talked into this. Oh, a, you want to feel good about driving it. Now, granted, you made a decision. It's, it's, your own, it's your own fault when you buy a car. No one forced you to it, you know, just because the, 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 the sales uh, manager, you know, said, oh, we'll do some things for you. You'll throw in a potted plant. Uh, go ahead, do that. All right, great. Uh, you know, it's still, you, you know, you wound up signing the lease or signing for the car, but you want to feel good. Now, I feel good after seeing the defense play well tonight. I feel good about the Seahawks being able to run the football, but what I feel really good about and, and is something that I've always been tried and true, and I default to this, is I always feel good when the schedule is in your favor. Just like in the Hunger Games, may the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, <laughs> the next four weeks for the Seattle Seahawks are as follows. The Eagles, the Giants, the Jets, Washington. That's at least two of those teams can games. play defense, at least. Yeah, but but you but and, and but all those teams can't score. So there is, so there is that. Hey, uh, I was now, giving them credit for the half the game. It's the second yeah. part that's the yeah. problem. No, sure, yeah, no, no, and and look, in the Seahawks defense is usually really bad. Maybe Darnold could throw for four fifty. 
you know, if he ever gets come, you know, comes off the injured list and, and winds up playing. But that that's that seven and three for the Seahawks is going to turn into eleven and three pretty quickly. I mean, it's going to go really fast. And then they close with the Rams and the 49ers. Let's say they split those two. You're still talking about a 12-4 and Seahawks team that is going to be in the running for the number one overall seed in the NFC playoffs. They'll be right there at the end. I mean, they they should finish 12-4 and at worst. If they don't finish 12-4, and that's a disappointment for Seattle right now. Well, and you bring up the Rams. Uh, We're going to have to wait and see what they look like with no Whitworth on that offensive line. That's another piece to this, you know, ever-expanding injury puzzle of the NFC West that we'll have to monitor. Uh, Considering that offense, the overall numbers are are strong, but week to week you're just watching them going, how do they put up those points? They're not, they're not, it's not explosive. It's not, it's not captivating. You know, there's no Hale Murray's uh, mixed in there. I probably owe someone $7 for that. You do, you can't, you can't, you can't just say that and not do it. Michael Buffett. Well, I don't know who owns the copyright to it. I don't know. I'm assuming somebody filed. <laughs> but maybe they did. And if they did, you owe them a lot of cash. And if, no, I would owe them seven bucks. But if they mm. didn't, then I will look into filing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. So there it is. All things are good for the Seattle Seahawks. We'll get to the Arizona Cardinals part of things coming up in a bit. But. Straight ahead, a huge injury in the NBA, and it means something completely different than what you think it means. That's go- Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where we watch the Seahawks escape with a 28-21 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray sacked on 4th and 10. First sack for the Seattle Seahawks since the 2017 season. So a big (laughs) defensive effort uh, from the Seahawks tonight. We'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes. And you know what? Seriously, I really, I, I can't tell you how much I can't stand these Seahawks uniforms. I really, really? can't. These are my least, maybe in all of sports, wow. they might be my least favorite uniforms. I even like the Rays uniforms more than I like the Seahawks. The, the highlighter green just looks terrible, right? It, it looks, every time they wear these uniforms, I go, I feel like I'm watching a team that is playing, and it's like I'm watching a movie. And whatever movie studio was making a movie about football, they couldn't get rights from the NFL. To run logos, so okay, we got to make up our color combinations of something that would look good in a movie. Like if Oliver St- did any given Sunday two, this would be one of the teams they were playing. Like Please Jamie Foxx would play against them. It'd be a long time though. I mean, boy, it's been twenty years. Jamie Foxx can't still be playing, can he? No, forget about him. Actually, you know what? He could be right. He could be playing like the Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Oh. Like basically take over the Dennis Quaid role. Oh, wait a minute. To a wait, degree. no, no. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute. I got it. Pacino is still coaching, but he's coaching another team. 
right? And he's near the end. 20 and, years later. And Quaid. What is he, Al Davis or yeah, George yeah, Hallis yeah. on the sideline? Yeah, no, no, point? no. He's like, he's he stayed in the game for a long time. And like, maybe he retired, but he comes out of retirement after retired to coach another team. So there's a dual plot line going on. It's Pacino with his new quarterback. And it's. Jamie Foxx at the end of his career with the new up-and-coming young quarterback. Maybe it's Zach Efron, maybe somebody else, but Dennis Quaid is the coach now. Cap is the coach, and he's won Pantheon Cups or whatever it was for any given Sunday. It was and that's Pantheon what it is. Cup. Yes, right. And now you got a movie. Now you got a movie right there. It's Pacino with the new with the new uh, quarterback, and it's it's Jamie Foxx, the older. Oh yeah, no this 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 is any given Sunday too. We'll call it any given Monday. <laughs> Monday night, Monday night. No, actually, it should be any given Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) Celebrating the oddity that was the 2020 season during the pandemic. (laughs) And there's a phone conversation with Jamie Foxx and Tony Romo about, like, hey, how do you deal with this when guys come in and take your job? Oh, yeah, we find some lost footage of uh, Charlton Heston, too. Yeah, he's still no, and I think that, and I think maybe the young quarterback should be played by an actual quarterback. Like it should be played by Dak Prescott or somebody like that. We should get the actual quarterback playing the young quarterback that is potentially taking things away from Jamie Foxx. I tell you what, though, I did see um, a, a debate that started on on Twitter a little bit earlier, wondering if we don't actually have an acting career for Baker Mayfield someday. Because he's pretty good those commercials. Yeah, but it's only Baker Mayfield's head. It's not Baker Mayfield's body. I, yeah, that's I, fine. Uh, but know. you know what? He also reminds me of the dude from from draft day who was going to get, you know, traded or cut. Oh, like yeah, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, 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 the Brian yeah, Hoyer character. The Brian yeah. Hoyer character. He's basically him. <laughs> oh, I could go with that. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I could go with Baker Mayfield as the young cocksure quarterback. I'm, look, I'm coming to take your job. I got, I got stuff lined up. I got endorsements. I'm on social media. All these things. Oh, sure, sure. No, that, that, He's that had enough commercials. Work. He's got experience. He's just drawing from his own past. No, that could absolutely work. And then it's Dennis Quaid who's got to choose, do I choose – my old quarterback and stay loyal to him because we've won the Pantheon Cups? Or do I extend my own career by saying, I got to kick you to the side and go with the young quarterback like John Harbaugh did to Joe Flacco? There's the big there, And, and at the end, of course, Jamie Foxx tells him, this is how the NFL works or whatever, you know, football. This is how football works. You have to go with the kid. I get it. And then Jamie Foxx retires, becomes a coach, and then signs that kid to be his quarterback, and it ends just like any given Sunday ended. Oh, I like that. These are yeah, movies. No, that, this, that, this that movie. plays together pr- pretty well. I, I kind of dig that. I like this is a movie. This is now a movie. I, I got it now. This, this is great. This is, I got to write this down. All right, we got to write that down. Uh, but while that's going on, there's big news in the NBA as Clay Thompson is going to miss the entire 2020-2021 NBA season. Suffering a tear to his right Achilles yesterday. He was uh, hooping it up here in Southern California with some other players. He fell hard on his right leg, and it looked like it was going to be a bad injury yesterday when it first got reported. Hey, we don't know what it is, but it looks bad. And we got the official news today. Uh, Season-ending injury uh, to his right Achilles tendon. Him, of course, coming back from the torn ACL in his left knee suffered in the NBA Finals two years ago so now Clay Thompson's going to be trying to come back after missing two years at the age of 31 and first of all all best wishes to him there's not a more classier guy 
in the NBA, a guy more universally liked than Clay Thompson, and it's just it's horrible luck, and you feel for the guy. And you forget about the part about getting paid, all this stuff. You have a short time in your life to be an athlete and to do things you want to do, and this is now going to be two years away from him, from a guy that can take over a game uh, almost whenever he wanted to uh, for a period of time. And so, listen, as far as it goes for Clay Thompson, it's really, really difficult for him because it was such a big injury he was coming back from. But on the court, uh, you know, seeing what what many people are saying, I I, I think that people still had a misrepresentation of what the Golden State Warriors were. You know, a lot of what I saw today was, oh, man, I was really looking forward to seeing Clay come back and him and Steph and and seeing them challenge the Lakers this year and the Clippers. (laughs) Oh, boy, they come back and it would have been great. And, And I stopped for a second and said, uh, you really thought that Clay and Steph were going to challenge the Lakers? Really? You thought they were going to cha- they were going to challenge? They're not nearly as good as the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Utah Jazz. This dynasty that the Warriors had was over. I mean, the the dynasty ended after the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant left. Uh, Clay Thompson was hurt. Steph Curry by himself. They couldn't win any games. All right, you're talking about here's a team now with Draymond Green not being even close to where he was when he was at his at, at his high point three years ago. Steph Curry is over 30, and now you are going to have Klay Thompson coming back from a from a torn ACL. Just where were they going to finish? Who were they going to beat? They looked like Portland. I mean, that's who they are. They, they're coming back into this season. They were Portland. They were, hey, we got a really good backcourt, but, man, we don't have a lot else, and, and, and we're just hoping against hope that we can get a shooter's chance about winning some games. That's who they were. They're Portland. Okay, they're, they're not suddenly, oh, they're back at the top because you want to rub our eyes and go, oh, the, the Warriors are back. No, the dynasty ended. It ended after the finals when they lost to the Toronto Raptors. It was a phenomenal run and something that we may not see for a long, long time in the NBA, the level of excellence they were at. But this dynasty had already seen its day. It, it was already gone, uh, whether or not Clay Thompson was going to be able to play this year or not. Yeah, I think the biggest part of it wasn't necessarily from a title contention. It was from a team that interests you kind of factor as far as the Warriors. And if all things broke right and maybe there's one deal or one guy who's jettisoned and just given away, you can figure out a way to make salaries match and something happens, then yeah, maybe the the dice roll gets them back to where they're at least interesting and a, a quasi-contender. But I, I think it was just more a we got to a very quick nostalgic thing for the Warriors really fast. Even though 18 months ago, everybody hated them, wanted them to fail, and was tired of seeing them, right? Warriors fatigue. All the columns, all the three-minute monologues on on sports talk, radio, and TV, sometimes 10, 15-minute monologues uh, several times. But the idea just, all right, we're tired of this. We need the next, right? Lakers have won one title. There's already the... All right, LeBron again. Damn it. Uh, So now we need to create contenders to go up and get him. Is that that style of of discussion? I mean, during draft night, I mean, we had the Clay Thompson news come down. I I was on with Dan Byer. You were off celebrating your birthday. Happy birthday again. Uh, Keep sending those wishes at How how About a Fresca. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. But after the news came down and it looked like it was pretty dire – 
right? We didn't get confirmation, but as soon as guys like Chris Haynes, you know, and, and those guys that we know and have been part of the show um, start chiming in on it as to the severity, it's a, okay, now what do you do? Do you pivot? And no, they, they ended up still taking Wiseman, guy that it was highly heralded and everything, and, but only played three college games. We know all the trials and tribulations and the fallout of that, right? The Maybe one of the last NCAA investigations that we get uh, in any capacity. But they stayed the course, and, and they made the draft pick. I, I credited Bob Myers yesterday. I'll do it for you because I think you'll appreciate the one-liner. When asked about Clay Thompson, as they were talking about the draft, uh, he goes, well, we were going to be looking for wing help anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, no, sure. Hey, sure. you know, so now I, you, you just widen the search. But there was the, the moment of, all right, are you trading for James Harden? And look, maybe that still is in the cards to, to try to make some sort of push. But for me, very curious to see what the next phase is. 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And that gets into what really is next for the Golden State Warriors, something that's not being talked about in the aftermath of Clay Thompson's injury. You like hot takes? Oh, we got one for you coming up in 90 seconds. But first... Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening wait a minute the warriors uh yeah the warriors run their dynasty is over uh it's been over even if clay thompson had come back to play they weren't going to be that good they they be have a hard-pressed time getting to the fourth spot in the western conference the other teams are just that much better like i said they're like the blazers now yeah you, you would have had a big backcourt that could put points up but really you are struggling in many other places but now the big question is going to be this, because and you want you like a hot take. I got one for you. Let's go. Because instead of, boy, who's going to come play with the Warriors, because that was the big thing. If the Warriors were really going to get back to where they are, they were going to have to go out and get James Harden. You know, I said they should go. That's the guy. The two places I wanted to see Harden go, Boston and, and Golden State. Those were the places. I wanted to see them. But now that's probably not going to happen because who's going to go play there? You have Klay Thompson, and who knows what he's going to be. Steph is going to be in his 30s. The people going to Golden State aren't going to do that anymore. You think he's going to be a forever warrior and that you th- th- he's just made differently, right? And he's going to be Cal Ripken. He's going to be uh, whoever – Everybody changes teams. And I bet you, you're going to look at this in a year or two. Steph Curry is going to say, I think I got to go someplace else to finish my career. He's not going to be have to worry about being someone that I'm going to leave Golden State and they're going to hate me. No, no. He's, he's like I said, he is, he is that warrior legend and that icon. He's always going to have love there, have his home there. He's going to be the guy always. But to finish his NBA career... If he wants to win again, he's going to want that legacy. He's not going to want to sit there and just keep taking shot after shot for most of his 30s going, I don't know what's going to, where this is going to take me. He's going to have to go someplace else, and he will go and sign someplace else, join up with a couple of other players, and form their own three-person dynasty somewhere else. It, 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 not, not going to be now. He's not going to force a trade now. But in a year or so, a year, you're going to start hearing those, maybe Steph has to go somewhere because everybody in the NBA leaves. Everybody does. LeBron left Cleveland twice to go pursue a championship, and it would be just like Steph Curry, what LeBron did. He won the championship in Cleveland. Doesn't matter that he left before. No one's burning his jersey anymore. He's always going to be Cleveland's guy, Akron's guy. He was able to go to the Lakers and win. That's going to be where Steph Curry is. He's going to have to go someplace else because he's not going to be the drawing card anymore. He's going to be, well, I can pick my spots and go and and, and in my mid to late 30s now when I'm 33, 34, where I'm, I'm still spry and 
enough. I still have enough quick step and quick twitch and get my shot off anywhere I want to. Now I got to go someplace else. He will go play some someplace else. He'll team up to finish his career and try to win a championship. Yeah, just the the curiosity of of time and how it evolves. Right? Does the narrative go from being those were Steph Curry's teams to they were Kevin Durant's team? And that might feed the ego to where it needs to and it thirsts for something else. Also, how Brooklyn does this coming year. Look, two more years left on Steph Curry's contract before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So potential curiosity two years from now, maybe even after next year, where they, they decide, hey, we, we're, we're moving on. We need to just rebuild younger around the young center. How about that? Younger around the to, young center, sure. Yeah, go back to uh, throw back 30 years ago where you're mm-hmm. building around the center. So uh, the curiosity for Steph Curry, you know, how much does the one team legend of a city weigh on him? I think that that is one of the, you know, multi hundred million dollar question when it comes down to it, because he would certainly be an outlier in today's NBA. I mean, it's not that he, that he all automatically, well, he's going to be like Dirk. He's going to be like Kobe. Yeah, Dirk stayed at the end. He, he had been with Dallas for 20 years. He decided to stay. He was right. never going to go someplace else because up until the last couple of years, Dirk was still a guy that, hey, we got to get him help. Right. It was we got to get him help. Kobe was always, well, we got to get him help. And then Jerry Buss decided, no, I'm just not going to do it. And so he's going to he's going to play out the rest of his career that way. And, and Kobe was never going to be the athlete that was going to say, hey, I'm going to go play someplace else. He was too proud uh, to be able to do it. He's like, I'm not going. People come here. I don't go team up with anybody. But that's not for the modern NBA star now. That's not that's not how everybody thinks. It's it's OK. People leave all the time and it's for a year here or a year here. And, and I don't I don't I I don't, I don't mean that Steph Curry's going to go someplace and, well, if it doesn't work for a year, he's going to go here. He's gonna, no, he's going to say, hey, we're going to go here for two or three years and try to do it. Then two or three years, that's where I'm going. It's not going to be, well, I'm going to try for a year here with the Knicks and it didn't work, so I'm going to go. No, it, yeah, that's how it's going to go. That's how it's going to go for Steph Curry. We, me and a couple other people, we're going to figure things out for a two- or three-year run where I'm looking to end my career at and hopefully with one more championship. That's how it's going to go for Steph Curry. Everybody leaves, Mike Harmon. Everybody leaves. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, coming up next, hey, do I have a big, bold prediction in NBA free agency that hits tomorrow night? Keep it right here. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios, where we'll have more on the NFL. we got more big NBA stories coming up in a few minutes as well. But I have to change my big prediction, Mike, because I told you right before the NBA draft, the Celtics are going to be the big team. They're going to make big moves in NBA free agency because they had Gordon Hayward, who had the $34 million option on his contract. They were were looking at Kemba Walker. These are two big assets they wanted to move on from that they could have, you know, put in a trade. They're going to do it. Well, obviously, now forget about that because Gordon Hayward, for some reason, decided to opt out of his one-year $34 million deal with the Celtics, which I don't really understand, uh, other than maybe he's just like, listen, I'm not a part of the solution here. I want to go someplace else. I've made a lot of money, mm-hmm. so I'm okay with it right. because 
no matter what he does, let's say he gets him, his next big contract would be two years and $34 million. So why not make $34 million this year and get your two-year $35 million deal next year? So this is Gordon Hayward saying, hey, I'm going to be a free agent. So now we got, we got to forget about that. that that's, like, that's so two days ago. But I will tell you what. The team that's going to make the big moves now, we're going to be talking about them a lot tomorrow, and they're going to be in that big page of 2020 free agency winners and losers that, that's always you know done to get oh, a lot of Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm telling you, don't laugh. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Just do it. The Knicks are going to be free agent winners this season. They cut everybody today. And I think they cut Oakley. I think they cut Spike Lee. They freed up $40 million. <laughs> the only guy they kept was Reggie Bullock. Everybody else that had money do, gone. Bobby Portis gone. Everybody gone. Gone, gone, gone. Taj Gibson gone. Everybody's Alfred Payton gone. They freed up $40 million. Already Gordon Hayward has been linked to them. And clearly the Knicks are in a mode where they know they can go and get a big player or two. And this is why I'm so excited because I feel like they're the Mets light. Like Steve Cohen come in saying blank you blank you Robinson Cano oh spend it for the season doesn't matter we're taking that 24 million dollars and buying new players with it doesn't (laughs) matter we're coming for your best players your manager your front office executive whatever we want we're gonna take it this is it we are we are plundering all these teams now for 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 all the years people we got made fun of and I kind of feel like the Knicks are that way in that they have shown that we're not nuclear anymore. Like, you can come here. It's okay, right? We, we've redone our front office, Leon Rose and, and everything else with Perry and the Knicks. That looks great. We've hired a really good head coach. I'll worry about Tom Thibodeau not getting along with a star player when we lose in the conference finals. I'll worry about that another day. But now you can see that the tide has turned. The Knicks were on Russell Westbrook's shortlist. He could still wind up there. Just the fact that he's okay with winding up there is a big deal. Now the Knicks have stopped the backsliding. And it, it's done, and they're not doing nothing but crawling out from the bottom of it now. And clearly New York being some type of destination again it's a big deal. The Knicks are going to be free agent winners. They're going to come out of this with two, at least two big players, Mike. Two big players Look by the end you. of the night. Yep. I love your excitement. Let's first go back to Gordon Hayward, where you started for a second, and just say, for his sake, a lot of money made. Long road back off the injury. He's got his skills back, right? You look at all the numbers and all the analytics, it works. He just doesn't have a a spot in what they have with the young nucleus to where he can be a superstar or a star, I guess, to to where he can be back to the guy of four or five years ago. So you move on to your point, and and you're trying to find happiness, right? So you opt out. Maybe you get a, a lesser deal, but many another year, and you get to pick your destination. Not a bad way to go, as opposed to being traded somewhere and then having to cause a fuss, maybe lose some reputation by forcing your way out of town. As for your Knicks, they certainly have a lot of money at their disposal. Created a lot of space today. We're already pretty clean. Now it's a, do you trust the front office to do their thing and for James Dolan to stay the hell out of the way and how many guys want to go grind for Tom Thibodeau there's your billion dollar question right it's one thing to say hey New York would be cool the billboards would be cool I become an instant star and if we win at all I'm a legend right because that's it if you get back to just being respectable you've won in New York based Mm -hmm. on where you've been that's all mediocrity is the dream yeah 
That's, That's what I mean. Don't it's like you're not great. even talking. You're not talking championships right away. You're just talking. Let's get to the upper half of the Eastern Conference once, right? Mm-hmm. Top four seed, and I'm I'm a winner. That's just just get into the playoffs. That's all that matters. That's all. The bar is set <laughs> I, I tried so to low. set a bar higher. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Trust me, the Knicks are going to be big winners. I am not going to eat crow on that. Coming up next. Hey, how about a big fight between the Seahawks and the Cardinals? Fox. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.